do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be. Uh, this is your final weekend for the Big E, by the way. You want to make sure you get out there. Got to have that pork bomb. Wait till I tell you about that later, the pork bomb. It's uh, rainy today with a high of 58, which is a good day to go. Put on a poncho and just go. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. Sunday is going to be nice. Sunday, uh, 77. It's 53 in downtown Springfield. Open line Friday today. That's going to happen. I'll tell you what's not going to happen. Us talking to Bill Burr. And that's my fault. Well, I own that mistake. That's neither here nor there. We also won't be talking to to Kurt Schilling. No, but we'll be talking about him behind his back. We'll be talking a lot about him behind his back. Without his permission. And you know what? I've hated this guy for years. And this just is, this just kind of validates it for everybody. Yeah, this this pretty much puts the yeah. locks the door on that. Also, uh, tickets to Oktoberfest, uh, and uh, also the keyword to cash. All of that coming up. And if you're listening on the podcast or will listen to the podcast later, it's all brought to you by Marcot Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcot Ford in Holyoke, five thirty-seven Rock one hundred two. Would you mind saying that again? Rock one hundred two wants to know what would you say if you want to stop. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Looking at uh, rainy uh, skies today with a high of uh, 58 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 67. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Alright, we will get to that in just one second as my uh, computer just kind of just wiped away from the screen. <laughs> you know, because why, why would I need, uh, you know, reliable equipment here at the radio station every in the morning? You know, people make such a big deal out of uh, reliable internet service, but, you know, it's just a good decade and a half ago we were all doing dial-up and we're happy about it that's true you've got mail yeah right i had mail i had mail all the time uh all right here we are you ready to go yes michael gambon who uh played uh, professor dumble professor dumbledore in the final six harry potter movies died after a bout of uh, pneumonia he was uh 82 daniel radcliffe called him quote one of the most brilliant effortless actors i've ever had the privilege of working with Seen a hair? I thought he died in the sixth movie. I thought he died on page two eighty two. Of that, when first. he was killed, when Snape, Snape killed, killed him. him. Yeah, right. yeah. But Snape killed him because he had to kill him. It was it was part of the plan in order to to expose the Horcrux. I'm sorry. It was still one of my favorite uh, early YouTube videos. It was the group of kids driving around to the Barnes and Noble as all the other kids are standing outside waiting in line to get that Harry Potter book. Where the guy is yelling out the window, 
Snape kills Dumbledore on page 282. <laughs> and then all these kids are like throwing stuff at the car. F you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. That was good times. It was good times. Yeah. Yeah. The early days of YouTube. You remember those? Sure do. Yeah. Uh, Netflix sh- uh, ships out its final DVDs today. And if you were on part of that program, you get to keep them. You don't have to return them? No. There are fewer than a million people who still subscribe to the DVD by mail plan. Netflix mailed out its first DVD back in 1998. You know what it was? No. Beetlejuice. No kidding. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, one of our corporate bosses once, you know, giving us a little, hey, congratulations, and uh, giving us a free Netflix account yeah. with the DVDs. Yeah. And uh, so I signed up for it, and after a while, I'm like, going, this is Freaking stupid. Yeah, you should have kept on. You should have held on to that. Yeah, why do I want this when there's a blockbuster at the X? Well, I remember uh, how cool Blockbuster was at that time when when Netflix started becoming more popular with the DVDs thing. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster had the deal is the same thing. You could order movies off the internet and have them shipped to you as DVDs, and then you could take those back to the Blockbuster where you would get a free rental for returning huh. them there. I'll be damned. Yeah. And then I don't know how they went out of business doing that. I don't know. I miss going to a Blockbuster and arguing for like an hour and a half about what movies of the ones I pick we don't want to see. You know what? That's a thing that is gone by the way of the dinosaur. You it, kids it don't know what you're missing. Uh, cops did a welfare check on Britney Spears after her video where she's uh, dancing with knives. Police talked to her security, who said she was okay, and then left. Is did she you gonna, see it? Is she going to kill herself? No, no, no. She's dancing, right? Yeah. But she's kind of doing it. It's kind of like a circus act. Yeah. You know, she's dancing with knives, and she's, you know, you know, you know crossing the knives together and goes, you know, and it's like, she's crazy, but she can still dance. Yeah. And she's, uh, it's Will I Am and Britney, bitch. I think the thing, oh yeah, I think the thing that kind of shows that there may be some sort of mental health issue is the fact that she's dancing with knives in her underwear. She's Britney Spears. She can do whatever the hell she wants. I know that, but that's the thing that uh, Listen, is concerning. If you were under a conservatorship by your dad your most of your adult life, and then you finally got the keys to the car yourself, and you're in your uh, late 30s, early 40s. Right. I would be doing all kinds of crazy crap like that, too. I'm going to be dancing in my underwear with knives. You know why? Because I can. <laughs> you know? Why not? Why not? She's just going She's just going nuts. Let her have fun. I guess. The uh, producers of the new Exorcist movie had to change their release date to avoid going up against Taylor Swift's concert movie. You know what? It's the weekend of Friday the 13th. That would be the, the you know, because it would be the perfect time to well, do a, a movie like that. I'm sure there was plenty of other successful horror movie releases on a Friday the 13th, especially in October. Right. So, but Taylor Swift's going to do that, so they're not going to. But don't you need, like, aren't all the tickets to the Taylor Swift movie all pre-sale? Yeah. The, so what's uh, the difference? If they're... Get, what, are they? They're getting money from the pre-sale. Tickets? No, 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 no. I mean, you got to buy tickets in advance to go see the Taylor Swift film, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, if you're just going to a movie theater, it's not like everybody's going to go see that. They will have had to buy their tickets uh, ahead of time. There'd be plenty of people to see scary movies. Yeah, but I think that they're not. They're, you're running the risk of having a bunch of people at the movie theater over the weekend watching the Taylor Swift movie and never watching. 
They That's want, the risk with every movie. They, the, the producers briefly considered going to head-to-head and try to create another, like, Barbenheimer thing, where mm-hmm. you watch the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie. Although this one would have been called Exorswift. Ooh, I like the sound of that. She's not very well liked lately among the political world. Did you see that, too? Taylor Swift? Where's all the hate coming from? She encouraged people to vote, and there's a lot of people upset about that. How, because how dare she promote democracy? Because she 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 told everybody she's like, all right, you know what? Today register to vote. This was a few weeks ago, and they had more people register to vote than they've ever had at one time. So now they're like, ah, oh, she's influencing politics. She she didn't come out with any kind of political agenda. She was just telling people to go register to vote. She's she's supported certain causes in the past, and that's fine. But if she's telling people to vote, she's just asking for people to participate in the process. I know politicians hate that. And I and I read, yeah, I know they hate they hate when you want to actually participate. They much rather have like five percent of the people determine their job security. But this guy, uh, I read this article on the Federalist. Mm-hmm. He hates Taylor Swift. He's like her music means nothing. It's dumb and stupid. And he goes on all list all these reasons why she's not a good artist. I don't think you're gonna get very far with that one, pal. Yeah. Good luck. Convincing there's, there's people too that. Many, there's too many people. She's too popular. Uh, Cardi B says uh, recording clean versions of her songs for radio is annoying. She thinks they end up uh, sound so corny like uh, the kids bop versions. <laughs> well, they're kind of corny in their original form, too. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're badass when they're read by Cardi B. They're kind of gross, we- actually. Yes. I, I've but listened to a few and I'm going, really? That's really? Well, that's what the uh, she was the did the WAP song, right? Yes. Yes. Well, the kids bop does it too. It's called Wings and Pizza. <laughs> Suck in on my wings and pizza. <laughs> I'll play it for you later. No, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> and uh, Kim Kardashian has revealed she never even had a beer, ever, ever, ever. Huh, she must have something to say. Oh, my God, the last time I came close to tasting beer was when I had backwash after Ray J tapped the Schlitz keg in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Did you ever have the Schlitz? I have had the Schlitz. Yeah, it's delicious. Not the way I was having it. Well. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin? You haven't been with Ray J, haven't you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the fermented thunderclap. <laughs> I gave her a Peter Buddy and Jelly Belly sandwich. Really? Yeah. You want to have a Peter Butter? Uh, No, not like that. Kayla, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her the Kirstie Alley treatment. What's that? That's when your dinner table becomes both your mattress and your buffet. I mean, she was kind of a piggy gal. Yeah, no, I get it. She used to eat in bed. Understood. uh, I'm sure she was uh, enjoying other things as well. Rest in peace, Kirsty. Rest in peace. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Come see what all the parking sports brought to you. Rock at 613. Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, Steve, uh, I know that you, me... People we've known over the years have all had uh, some medical issues, either our own or medical issues in our family. Yeah. And uh, any time that uh, any of us have dealt with that, you know, I always felt that, uh, you know, the, we have respected the privacy and uh, and respected, you know, your your 
your recovery yeah as best we could with only uh, the person who is dealing with dealing with it being the person who should reveal any information as it relates to what they're dealing with right and we've met plenty of people who want to talk about their illness and then yeah. we've met plenty of people that don't want to talk about their illness and you have to respect that now, and I they don't want to right now I haven't said that it is possible that Kurt Schilling is the biggest a-hole in America and you know I've always been a fan of his pitching career but that's where I kind of stopped paying attention to much of what he does well this just solidifies my idea that he faked that whole bloody sock thing anyway so uh, <laughs> because it, it, he's always been he's he's always been like a like a anal retentive uh, jerk I don't even know if anal retentive is really what I would put him at I would just say he's like an aggressively horrible human being yeah well Yes, yes. He's, he's like he's going uh, out of his way over like the last 25 years to prove that he's in fact a horrible man with terrible ideas. Well, I don't even know why he did this. Why would you do this to, to somebody? Uh, I'll read the story for you from people. You sure. Ready? Legendary Boston Red Sox star Tim Wakefield and his wife are asking for privacy after former MLB uh, former MLB pitcher Kurt Schilling shared their cancer diagnosis on his podcast without uh, his permission. We are aware of the statements and the inquiries uh, about the health of Tim and Stacy Wakefield, the Red Sox said in a statement on behalf of the Wakefield shared with people. Unfortunately, this information has been shared publicly without their permission. Their health is a deeply personal matter. They intended to keep private as they navigate treatment and work to tackle this disease. Because you know what? Everybody wants to pour their support out to these folks because – he was a good baseball player. He's he, also a good man. And he's also a good person. And But from their perspective, they need to focus on themselves, and they want to focus on themselves, and then that's their right to do so. The, the statement continued, Tim and Stacy are appreciative of the support and love that has always been extended to them and respectfully ask for privacy at this time. On Tuesday, the 56-year-old Schilling said on the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show podcast, that his uh, teammate on the Red Sox from 2004 to 2007 has been diagnosed with, quote, an aggressive form of brain cancer and that Stacy has pancreatic cancer. It's almost like he's like he's the gossip queen. Well, the funny thing about this is, so he starts this whole conversation off by saying, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, Tim Wakefield wants me to say any of this publicly. I have, but the, I have the quote. Uh, Tim Wakefield, you remember Tim Wakefield, the nuggaballer, is, is sick, Schilling said of the 57-year-old retired athlete. And I talked with uh, Doug Mirabelli yesterday, and this is not a message that Tim has asked anyone to share, and I don't even know if he wants it shared, but as a Christian and as a man of faith, I've seen prayer work, so I'm going to talk about it. Don't use Ugh. your faith as a guy's to garner likes for your radio show. You know... Um Listen, uh, you know, regardless of what faith you you are or how you feel about faith, well, you can't, you shouldn't be using it as a shield to one uh, commit a crime because it is a. I mean, there there are laws protecting someone's medical privacy, and then to just go ahead and, and feel like somehow you're entitled to be the one to expose this information. The only one who should be talking about this. Is if is Tim Wakefield if he chooses to talk about it? Yeah, it's not it's not Kurt Schilling's job or responsibility to 
you expose someone's you know medical issues. That's on, that's on the Wakefields. No. It's not on Kurt Schilling's. Uh, recently, Kim uh, Tim was diagnosed with a very serious, very aggressive form of brain cancer. Schilling also shared that uh, Stacy has cancer as well. Tim's wife, Stacy, is one of the sweetest women you'll ever meet. She's very sick with pancreatic cancer, and my wife has talked with her, and they're communicating, and they're going through an incredibly difficult time with Stacy. and I wanted them to know that we're obviously all thinking about them and praying for her. Great. Why didn't you tell them personally? Yeah. Why instead don't you- of broadcasting it to the world. I mean, I understand as a podcaster, you want downloads and likes and all that other stuff, yeah. but uh, this is no way to do it. No. Catherine Veritek, the wife of former Red Sox catcher Jason Veritek, wrote on uh, X, which is Twitter, uh, F you, Kurt Schilling. That was not your place. I, I like that. Yeah. I like the fact that everybody's turning against you now because you went and did something really stupid. You've been doing stupid things since you, you know, since you played baseball. But you know, this is this is uh, to me, this is like the most morally repugnant. You know, it's one thing to have a gaming company and bilk a mil- you know, millions of dollars out of the state of Rhode Island. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. That's not his fault, though. <laughs> yeah, it's According got it's him. got it his fault. But you know, here's someone that you've you've worked with. You've known this guy for years. There should be some level of respect between you and him. And you've just done the most disrespectful thing yeah. that you could do. Sorry, Kurt. I mean, you know, the I mean, the, the Wakefields have got you know, t- you know, two kids, and you know, I'm sure they're thinking of well, what's going to be best, you know, for our family. I'm sure they're trying to figure out you know ways in which to to heal and and all these things. But those are things that they're doing as a family. They're not doing it in a in a in a public way. So why is Kurt Schilling being, you know, thinking that he has the right to do this? It's just, it's just, I don't know. It just shows I, you what a soulless, gutless a-hole this guy is. And I don't know why, you know, you take your your pomp and all the stuff that, uh, you know, you did playing baseball, and that's it. There shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be out there t- telling you, because nobody's probably listening to your radio show. <laughs> Well, I'm, I got some juicy information. Yeah. You don't share that. You just don't do that. <sighs> Somebody's listening to it because otherwise this would <laughs> otherwise be like a like a tree falling in the woods. Like yeah. who would have heard? Who would actually sit down and spend time listening to this podcast, knowing who your host is? And now that this happened, you're going to have a bunch of ghouls doing exactly what Kurt Schilling wants. They want to listen to it themselves to be sure that uh, he is, in fact, an a-hole. I, I, I can cut you a few steps, folks. Yeah, he is kind of an a-hole. So uh, did he did he respond to any of this? Because I haven't even seen... I haven't uh, seen any resp- you know, a response following this from Schilling. Uh, but the statement from, from the Wakefields is that, you know, we just, you know, we want our privacy and, you know, we're dealing with a family. This is a family matter and not a Kurt Schilling matter. And... Uh, you know, he's right. And, and I've had, a, like I said, I had a chance to to spend some time with Kurt Schilling. We did a couple of promotions with him, and he's like the nicest guy. You Kurt could, or Tim? Uh, with uh, with with, uh, with Tim Wakefield. He's like one of the say, nicest guys you could meet. I was going to say, nobody's ever said that about Kurt Schilling. No, no, no. Every, yeah. every, in fact, nearly, it's funny because nearly everybody who has had any kind of <clears throat> interface with Kurt Schilling always walks away feeling like, oh, my God, I need to be power washed. You know, if you're gonna harp on Tim Wakefield for anything, you'd be like, Tim, you remember when you gave up that home run to Aaron Boone back in the 2003 ALCS? 
Steve, haven't haven't uh, many of us Red Sox fans suffered enough as a result of Aaron freaking Boone doing that? Uh, no, former Red Sox are su- making uh, former Red Sox players suffer enough themselves by revealing private information about them. I'm simply harping on the uh, the baseball, the thing that he should be criticized for. Not that <laughs> you know, I'm not revealing any, uh, I'm not violating any HIPAA laws by telling them. Man, that was one of the greatest nights I ever had watching Aaron Boone hit that <laughs> hit that home run off you off you like that. So. <laughs> you just hold on to that. Yeah. If 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 there's like one happy moment with Kurt Schilling involved for you, then good. Hold oh, yeah, on yeah, to yeah. it. That, that, that's my happy. Don't moment. let it go. Right. It's six twenty two with Bax and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. Noonan Energy presents Tip Rock one hundred two Springfield's Classic Rock at six twenty eight and the cars with Bax and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. Rainy today with a high of fifty eight. Tomorrow rainy with a high of sixty seven. It is fifty three. Right now in downtown Springfield. Hell of a show today, man. We got uh, open lines coming up after 8 o'clock. We got all kinds of stuff to give away, including the uh, keyword to cash after 8. And uh, comedian Joe DeVito is going to be at the Loft this weekend. Yes, yeah. and we're going to be talking with him. There you go. How one, about that? One thing we will not have is uh, Bill Burr, and that's because I screwed up the time that we're supposed to record an interview, and that's all on me. So if you're waiting for Bill Burr today, uh, he'll be... At the Mass Mutual Center on Sunday night, so enjoy the show. I never, uh, I never thought that we would be talking to somebody so famous. Anyway, well, I kind of, I kind of figured that would, uh, that would something, something would wind up happening with yeah. that. That uh, it didn't work out, and uh, lo and behold, it didn't work out. Well, it didn't work out, and it's, it's. Uh, I own that one. I'll, you, I'll take full responsibility for screwing that up. Do we really need super famous people uh, to make this radio show work? <sighs> We haven't so far. That's what I'm saying. Now we've had the B list, Marty Caproni. Uh, well, you know, even even the 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 C and D list we've had from time to time. Oh yeah, we've had Scott Cohen. We've had uh, you know Zolak. Zolak. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah sure. Zolak. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zolak was having a hard time yesterday. Yeah, kid kept bothering him while he was on the phone. I put Mike Quincy a little bit higher than that, but not very very much. Oh Quincy. Yeah. Oh, he's got he's jumped the shark years ago. <laughs> that Quincy. He's he's not in a good space. He's a little, but he's the most legitimate guest we have. Yeah, yeah. right. Where's Dave Ratner? Nobody's heard from him in a while. Yeah, well, he's retired uh, now. He doesn't need he doesn't need us. Let's laugh. Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. Right. Yes, of course. Laugh. Yeah. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how I'm mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you on Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So a woman confronts her husband uh, about some condoms she found in the trash. And he goes, no, 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 I use them for my own personal use, he says. And later on, the woman is talking with one of her guy friends about it and asks if he ever does that. And he goes, uh, sure, I do that all the time. And he goes, she goes, you use condoms by yourself? And he goes, oh, no, I thought you meant lie to my wife. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> lie to his wife. He's not talking about the condoms in the trash. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. 6.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. It's the final weekend of the Big E. What are you going to do, huh? I've, uh, I've gone to the Big E twice. That's more than I've done in years. I've been three times for a total of four hours. That's uh, that's really, really putting in your time. Hundreds of thousands of people have already attended the Big E Fair this year. Find out what's going on during the final weekend. 
Don't miss your chance to try foods. Visit traditional vendors, watch concert, visit the animals, or ride the big yellow slide before the final day this year, uh, which has Sunday, October 1st. There are lots of things to do and see at the Big E. There's a list of what's happening this weekend. You ready? Yeah. The gates open at 8 a.m. And then, and then what? The building and craft common is open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh huh. And then the midway is open from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. and only till 10 p.m. on Sunday. What time do the fights start? Uh, that's all day. That's a, they're random pop up days. You know, I know they have the swine races. I saw some of those yesterday. Yeah, they happen at like uh, noon, three and mm. six. You know, uh, the fights, pop up fights. They oh, just, I see. So just, just like random, yeah. Yeah. So yesterday we had a, a staff outing at the Big E, yeah. and uh, we all congregated at the uh, the V one tent. Yeah. And um, you know, having having gorged ourselves just like a week ago on on all the food, I went to the Big E and ate nothing. Okay, I did. Yeah. And then you told me what you had, and it sounded so damn good. All right. But yet, as I'm walking out of there, I'm going, ugh, it's all the way the Listen. other side of the Big E. Listen, of all the things we have tried there, and all the things that I tried this year, because I went uh, and I tried that stuffed waffle the other night. Yeah. Not that great. It's just what, I mean, it's $11, and it's basically an ego with a, there was a chicken nugget in it and some whipped cream on top of it. That's not really a stuffed waffle. Yeah, you know? no, I get it. Um, but yesterday, the White Hut, the pork bomb. The pork bomb. Can My you, God. Uh, Steve, let yeah. me sit back, uh, grab my tea, and regale us a little bit about what is in the pork bomb. It's First of all, it's an award-winning dish. They won some kind of award or won second place in, in an award. If it won second place, I can't even imagine what the first place ribbon was. Right. But this is a White Hut cheeseburger. Okay. On a, on a bigger bun. Not not like, not like, the standard not bun. Not the regular st- standard hamburger buns it is. It's a bigger bun. It's kind of like a water roll, right? Yeah. It's the White Hut cheeseburger with the fried onions and then a fried pork cutlet. Uh huh. So basically, a pork chop, a fried boneless pork chop right. on top of it, topped with mashed potatoes. Right. And then on the bun, and then they give you gravy to dip it in on the side. It Ooh. was one of the most fantastic creations I have ever put into my mouth, including ground tater tots. Now, this is not, I should point out, on the regular. Uh, White Hut menu, right? It should be, and I really hope that they continue to do this beyond the Big E. It's, because it's that good, right? I would, I would get one of these every day and probably, you know, die of cholesterol. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Andy Yee would have wanted it that way. I'm sure he would have. If he, I'm if you sure. were gonna die, he, he'd want it to be done that way. I, I mean, if you're if you're talking about something else to offer customers. Mm-hmm. As an alternative to just hamburgers and hot dogs, right? This would be the thing. I, 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 I hope the people at the White Hut are listening. That you continue to make the pork bombs every day, or at least once a week, or something like that. You know, I remember uh, it was one year that Andy had this big uh, pork celebration yeah. at the fort. I think it was like all things bacon. It was the name of it, and. Uh, 
he called me and said, listen, I got this idea. Tell me what you think. Well, you know, in the moment you say bacon or pork to me, yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you're actually going to do as long as bacon and pork are involved. I'm going to say, yes, it's the greatest damn idea I've ever heard in my life. It is the greatest damn idea. And he's telling me this, and he's so excited, and we're talking about it, and he's talking about it. He finally picks a date, and he says, I want you there. I want you hosting it. I'm like, okay, I'll go. And doggone it, everything about it was just so fantastic. That man knew his way around a pig. He did know his way around a pig. He knew some... He knew some things about pork that the rest of us simply do not know. But even as his legacy lives on, as uh, he has inspired other great minds to come up with other great creations. Yeah. But so uh, the folks that are still running that place came up with the pork bomb, yep. the fried pork bomb. Oh. It is like so freaking good. And I don't say that about, you know me. Yeah, right. I'm not a fair food guy. You know, I I, I kind of think in a way, and this is going to sound a little, maybe a little crazy, but 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 uh, follow me on this, that there's probably somewhere in uh, in Andy's belongings, notes, uh, notebooks, uh, you know, like, you know, things that are, you know, saved up, kind of like the, uh, like <laughs> the uh, Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. Nikola Tesla type of plans that were never actuated, uh, you know, actualized in, in, uh, in, in practice, but right. it's probably all these amazing ideas that he had in his head, because Andy was like that, you know, Things are like blasting in his brain all the time. And my guess is he had this pork bomb in his head for the last 15 years. And finally, the Yee, the Yee brother said, we're doing it. He said, one day, we're doing it. one day we will have a pork bomb. And one day it'll be made with a White Hut burger. This now, was even long before they acquired the White Hut. Right. Yeah. Now, did this uh, pork bomb explode in your mouth? I could not stop eating it. I think it was probably one of the fastest things I've ever eaten. That was, and it was huge. It it was it was sixteen dollars. Uh huh. But it was well worth every penny of that. How many food items at the Big E can you say are well worth the sixteen? I cannot tell you one. Yeah, that's right. worth that's sixteen dollars. What I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh huh. Sixteen bucks though. Mm-mm. A big slab of pork that's fried, like deep fried. Yep. With the with the burger and the onions and the oh the, heaven the, the gravy dipping sauce is what turns me uh, onto that, that one and that's kind of like the uh, the chef's kiss right there it is, sure is a little you, you you take and they cut the sandwich in half for you so you got a perfect wedge that you can yep dip it right in there you the chef's kiss circle. a little bit of tongue that's how good it is yeah. that's, oh yeah yeah. It, yeah it's a French chef's yeah, kiss yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. definitely yeah yeah. No more. You're smacking uvulas around there. It's, uh, it's so enticing. No more French kisses on the undercarriage anchovy, my friends. Nope. You, uh, you're kissing the pork sword now. Well, let's hope that the White Hut hears hears what you're saying and continues to put this uh, in the uh, in either their West Springfield or Holyoke locations. I would hope that they would. Usually, that's how you get a new menu item. You start trying yeah. something, and then the thing takes off. I would hope that it wouldn't be $16 at the actual store. The 16 bucks is mostly the Big E. Listen, the most expensive thing on the White Hut menu is the Paper City Special hey. Breakfast Sandwich, and even that's $6.75. I ran into Gene Cassidy standing there at the White Hut yesterday, and, yeah. I, and I, uh, I said, that's the thing you should get, and he did. He ordered one. Really? Was he, like, double-fisting pork bombs? Well, I'm sure. He was busy. He's a busy guy. So he's, you know... He's grabbing a pork bomb. Once it's going on, though, what does Gene Cassidy really have to do? He spends all year planning this thing. Once it's going on, it's like it runs itself. Well, he's got to get that broom with the little little dustpan so he can pick up the horse dung. He's got people for that. Gene Cassidy doesn't have to do that. 
You didn't see him dressing up in that little white suit and he's walking not around get, with the street sweeper? He's not going to get Clydesdale dung on his brand new floor shimes. That's not what the Gene Cassidy does. No, he changes. He's got an extra pair of clothes over there. I have a hard time imagining Gene Cassidy getting out of his uh, gabardine suit to put on a pair of overalls to shovel crap. Who, uh, he? I, I'm sure he feeds the world's smallest horse alive. I saw it the other day. Did you really? Yeah. Was it worth the dollar? No. It was a mini horse. Yeah, but it's the world's smallest. Mini horse. I've seen one. I can't. I would uh, imagine that there's another mini horse out there that's smaller than that. I I don't know. That would be uh, false advertising, and I don't think anybody at the Big E would ever consider doing something like that. Well, I'm glad we got to news this morning. Oh, we're done? Yeah. It's 743. How about that? (laughs) It's uh, 6.43, actually. <laughs> you got a case of the backsies here with the wrong time. Ah, whatever it is. It's 7.43. It's really 6.43. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy, wet, uh, not very enjoyable. High of 58. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 67. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 6.50 and ZZ Top with Baxton Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 58 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 67. It's 53 in downtown Springfield. Uh, get a little of this on Baxi's Musical Podcast this week. I've been talking to uh, Circle Jerks bass player Xander Schloss. He was the guy that played Kevin the Nerd yeah. in uh, Repo Man. Also did some of the music for uh, the Sid and Nancy film with uh, Gary Oldman and uh, lots of other film scores, too. Uh, you can check that interview out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Next week, Robbie Gray, the uh, lead singer from the band Modern English, will be my guest. That's a really cool interview. They got a first album out in almost six years, six or seven years, uh, which is coming out in April. And again, all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, all I uh, got out of that was uh, get a load of this and circle jerks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, maybe not your thing, but uh, people are listening and enjoying the living bejesus out of them. It's somebody's thing. It's a lot of people's thing. Yeah. Doing quite well. Um, I don't know. What uh, What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you? What well, do we you, got uh, something to give away. I mean, here. Oh, you want to give away now? Well, maybe you've got something else to share. I mean, that's uh, that's fine. I told you what I'm. Uh, what's going on with me? Uh, now, what's going on with you? I'm deciding uh, what to share. Today is National Coffee Day. Really? It's National Coffee Day. Uh, what are you? What are your great coffee stories? Well, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Duncan, uh, they're doing the free medium cup with any purchase as a Duncan Rewards member, of course. Well, of course. Right? Uh, but if you live near yeah. a Krispy Kreme, they're giving out free cups of coffee, no purchase necessary. You know why? Why? Because nobody really wants to go to a Krispy Kreme. For the life of me, I will never understand that obsession about that place. All right. I remember when they first opened one up here. I yeah. think it was down on the Berlin Turnpike uh, that they that they opened one up yep. uh, back, I don't know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, yeah, it was about 20 years ago because was, I was working at a different radio station and the whole idea was to go down there and buy a bunch of these donuts. Yeah. And when the red light was on, the Krispy Kreme donut was like, oh, was like, and yes, it was a very good donut, but something happened along the way there. You know what happened? They got too commercialized. 
Somebody bought up their food brand. They mm-hmm. said, you know what? We can just package these things, sell them at gas stations and all this other stuff. And now you have crappy, crappy donuts. Think about it. A place doesn't become popular like that unless it was really, really <laughs> good at one time. And at one time, yeah. it was really, really good. But now it's all like uh, processed crap. It's I, uh, it's not it's not good at all. I'm going to tell you. I had uh, my very first Krispy Kreme many, many years ago. Yeah. Someone someone arrived with a box of them and said, oh, my God, you got to try the Krispy Kreme. You won't believe the Krispy Kreme. Well, you know, I tried the Krispy Kreme, and I'm going, what's the obsession here? I know. I mean, it's it's not really that great of a donut. I mean, I've had good donuts. I've had my share of donuts. Believe you me. I just thought that was kind of like a. Again, though. It seemed damp. It was, I, I, I don't like a I don't like a damp donut. Oh, I like a damp donut. No, if I don't. Oh, I do. If it's nice and warm and hot, it, like the, that's what they promote when it comes right off the the assembly line there or whatever that when they um when they arrive on the donut as it goes under the yeah. thing they're arriving. Yeah, the I donuts don't. are arriving. I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Of, uh, yeah. Not a big fan of the damp donut. I'd like a, like a donut to be a little bit drier than that. Yeah, it looks like uh, you know. And then when they mix the chocolate ones in there, it looks like a Kim Kardashian video. But it's you know the thing's just getting sprayed. Yeah. with sugar. I hear you. Yeah, and uh, that that was when it was good, but they're, it's not good anymore. No, they're they're much better donuts in the world. So yeah, Krispy Kreme can keep their uh, can keep their coffees, keep their uh, donuts. I'm all set. Thanks. Uh, White Castle has a coupon for a free small coffee with any order. I'm I'm telling you places that don't even <laughs> exist around here. Yeah, the Pilot Flying J truck stop. Oh yeah, hey, they, listen, they I've eaten at a Pilot. Co- they've uh oh I've yeah I've eaten at a Pilot too. All right, <laughs> that's why they call it the cockpit. No, they don't. Uh, Tim Hortons has free coffee for members if you spend $3. Not helping any of us. Uh, There is a Circle K out in Westfield. They're giving out free coffee through its app today. So if you have the app, you can get the free Circle K. Well, this first Circle K is all over the place. And, of course, uh, you know, the famous coffee, bean, and tea leaf stores are running. What the hell is that? I have no idea. Where one person will win free coffee for a year. How about that? Wow. Starting today, members are automatically entered anytime they buy something through the app. So download your coffee, bean, and tea leaf app, and you can get free coffee for a year. <laughs> you can drive a 1,000 miles to get there. Oh, and then Pete's Coffee. I've seen that before. All right, so Pete's is around. Yeah. Yeah, but I but, uh, but we don't have a store. No. They're uh, trying to post poach customers with its new disloyalty program. Well, There's a site where you can send them a screenshot of a different coffee chain's loyalty app, and they'll give you a free cup of coffee for it. That's an interesting idea. That's actually not a bad marketing yeah. plan. It's like the, you know accepting competitor coupons. But here's the thing: there's no Pete's Coffee around here. What you've given us is completely there, unhelpful. There's really only the Dunkin' that we talked about. Yeah. Let me uh, give you some of that uh, you would have access for. The Mighty Oktoberfest is happening mm. at the Fort, uh, beginning next weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, the tra- uh, trailer trash will be there on uh, on Friday night. I'll be there to tap the keg. And uh, introduce uh, Trailer Trash as they uh, kick off the festivities. Again, two nights of fun on 4th Street at the Student Prince. Uh, 10th caller right now at 293-1021 wins a four-pack of tickets to the Oktoberfest. Good luck on Rock 102. The whole hell. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. 
Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Yeah, with the NFL season well underway, I'm sure that many of you people aren't spending a whole lot of time getting ready for the upcoming XFL season next spring. Nor would you be pining away for the USFL season to get uh, their season underway. How come? Because nobody is. That's because compared to those two NFL alternatives to actual football, it's like trying to compare a twin pack of Slim Jims to a prime rib. One of them is delicious. The other one is made from used, discarded cuts of meat from a lifeless dead animal flesh. The good news is, everybody, is that if you're a half, uh, if you're half, if you're a fan of a half-rate football league being played on the low end of the professional spectrum, then you'll be delighted to know that yesterday the XFL and the USFL announced a merger. Yesterday, the XFL, which is owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and the Fox-owned USFL have agreed to complete a transaction that will combine both leagues together to create a super league of half-rate talent. You now have eight leagues from one league that no one cares about competing against eight teams from the other league that nobody cares about to build a super colossal league of spring football that even more people won't care about. Oh my goodness, this is exciting news indeed. In fact, uh, none of the bigger, more looming details have been announced as of yet. You know, things like uh, what the new league will be called, plans for expansion, or how even, the, how even this affects the bankruptcy protection that the XFL filed for during the pandemic. All I can tell you is that pending regulatory approval, the new schedule is slated to kick off next year. Folks, I've never been this excited about something I have no interest in that I am at this very moment. The idea that two failing football leagues are merging together to create additional failure and financial ruin for themselves in the future is a very exciting prospect. It's almost too bad there's not a single XFL or USFL tier in New England because people around here love a good old-fashioned dumpster fire, and that's exactly what these people are about to get. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You see all those leaves on your lawn? Well, you say, wait here, suckers, and you head over to Rocky's for a leaf blower, a big-ass rake, or leaf bags, as if those poor little leaves are going to get up and run for their lives by the time you get, get home. You'll vanquish them fast and clean up quick at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Neil Young with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today. It's already raining pretty good right now. High of 58 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 67. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. We'll uh, get to open line Friday next hour. I'm just going to warn you now, no uh, filthy language, uh, no hate speech. I'm not into, uh, uh, into uh, any of that. And I also don't want anybody to violate anyone's medical privacy like your Kurt Schilling. Yeah, I, I have a real problem with Kurt Schilling now. You had a problem with Kurt Schilling before this. <coughs> now you got a real problem. Uh, because he was a he was a scam artist uh, who built the state of Rhode Island out of millions of dollars over a stupid video game company that he couldn't uh, couldn't sustain himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, faked using a bloody sock during that uh, 2004. No, uh, that was that was that wasn't fake. That was real. Yeah, no, there was ketchup on there. No, that wasn't ketchup. It was ketchup from the hot dog of Marty Caproni, who was sitting in the stands uh, not too far away. <laughs> it was dripping. He had that whole thing. It was like a well, ketchup if, sandwich. Listen, it if, was just if, dripping on the uh, Kurt's uh, shoes yeah. uh, during you know during innings, uh, between innings. And, well, well, if that's the case, I'm going to send a thank you note to Marty because it had that not happened, we might not have won the World Series that year. Yeah, but you know what? Winning the World Series comes with a lot of shame yeah. when when you're uh, when that that hero of a pitcher decides to violate medical privacy by revealing uh, <sighs> Tim Wakefield and his wife's diagnoses. Ridiculous. Guy's a scumbag, dude. I- I'm sorry. Uh, he's always been a scumbag, and uh, now this just kind of like. 
you know, pushes I, it over the edge. I think it's a you know as a baseball fan, uh, and I'm sure there are you know there have been scumbags on the Yankees. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm convinced <laughs> of it that uh, you may overlook their scumbagginess simply because they are New York Yankees. Well, it's the same thing with the with the Red Sox. I mean, uh, sure, Kurtz. Uh, making an ass of himself in a yeah. big giant way but you know up until this point I was willing to forego a lot of the stupidity uh, that came out of his that came pouring out of his mouth just because he won the World Series well all is forgiven well not quite now I'm on into a, a different scope isn't now it, he's a former it, Red Sox player isn't it amazing how it, like you you know you obviously he he was different in your eyes you know as a, as a hero but like to a lot of people he was yeah and then he does something like this. And now he's not uh, not being liked at all. Well, because all. now he's no longer a baseball player. Now he's just a like an everyday citizen. He just happens to be the biggest uh, you know insensitive jackass that Red Sox nation has seen in a very very long period of time. Yeah, um, you know that's that that's his life path though. Jesus, he's chosen to. What hey, a- how can I get people to drum up and listen to this stupid podcast that nobody wants to listen to? Oh, I under oh, I got an idea. How about if I violate the medical privacy of a of a beloved Red Sox pitcher like Tim Wakefield? I believe on uh, Baxi's musical fun bag, you uh, talk all about my uh, my 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 <laughs> uh, medical struggles. That's the best place to He's- do it. Listen, uh, I know Steve uh, doesn't want me to talk about this, and uh, it's a private medical issue, but his ED has been a problem for years. Oh, yeah. And he's been suffering uh, tremendously. Well, I remember the, the one time that I exposed that you only had one testicle, and I said, you know, that's not uh, – I know you don't I'm, – I'm sure Steve doesn't want me to talk about this, but – we, You know what? We had a Kurt Schilling working here. <laughs> remember the day you were, you were out? You had – I think you were going to the doctor or something. Yeah. And then uh, it was, well, Bax isn't here today because he's in the hospital. <laughs> to which then all these people are like, is Bax okay? Yeah, I wasn't in the hospital. Die? I was going to see a doctor whose office happens to be at the hospital, but not actually going to the hospital. I, uh, I, 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 I scolded him. Yeah. Right, right well, then and there. Yeah. Saying, I, I don't know why you would. Uh, that, that happened a couple of times. Actually, it wasn't just it wasn't just me. He was like uh, you know exposed a little bit too much uh, without much filter. But it's like it's like that gossipy behavior that you get. I want to be a gossiper. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have this information that nobody else has, and uh, you know what? I can share it with you. Well, you know, and and that's bad enough in private conversation between you know people when you're talking about other people and their you know medical issues. Yeah. But when you've got a microphone being waved in your face. That's not the time to expose someone's private information. According to Kurt Schilling, it is. Yeah. Well, what's next? Is Kurt Schilling going to read uh, Tim Wakefield's social security number on the on the uh, podcast? You know, and uh, and and Kurt says he did it. Uh, you know, because he's a good Christian and he wants uh, the power of uh. prayer to work. You know what? How many times have you gone to church and they say uh, offer prayers for this person or that person? Probably quite yeah, a bit. Probably sure. every week. They probably say a mass for somebody who might be a, is somebody who's ill. But they often don't get into the They don't into get the into the details, details of what's going on. Hey, you know, the other thing about that is, and this is what, what, what bugs me about it, is if, okay, let's say you're a person with a, with a, with a certain level of faith, okay, right. and you believe in the power of prayer. That's all well and good. 
If that's what you're into, you that's know, fine. That's yeah. that's fine. But even prayer is a private matter. Yes. Even your faith is ultimately a private matter, which is nobody else's business but yours. And to hide behind that by and expose someone's medical privacy, it just shows you the character of a Kurt Schilling, who you know has absolutely no understanding of why this should never have yeah. been mentioned in public. And a guy who's so Christian uh, doesn't remember Matthew twelve thirty six, who said, "Those who gossip will answer for it." Wow. But I you. say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For your, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Well, he's facing that right now. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Well, but that's what I mean. I'm like, you, so you're using Christianity as a guise to say, well, I'm doing this out of, out of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. Even Jesus didn't want you to do that, dude. You shouldn't be using religion to cherry pick your bad behavior. You yeah, know, you shouldn't just like pick one part of of your 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 faith or another just to just to say, well, okay, but I did it as a Christian. Listen, the entire world is based on that ideology. Oh no, I did this. It's okay. God backed. I, Got the rubber stamp of approval. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess, and you know, I don't want to put words in uh, in God's mouth, but uh, I'm just thinking that you know God's probably up there going, oh my God, what did he say now? He did what on his podcast? Listen, Oof, we are we are going to have to have a long discussion. I was going to let the bankruptcy of Rhode Island thing go away. But you know what? This is the worst. You are just the worst. <laughs> He's going to be so disappointed when we don't invite him up here. Okay, I made your ankle bleed during that game. Everybody thinks you're a hero. Remember when I had that guy put ketchup on your sock? Oh, my God. Listen yeah. to you. Hey, everybody loved you, Kurt. Everybody loved you. Now you're just a big gossiping lunkhead. <laughs> I can't say the real word. No, I, I know you. I know it, it's that's the tough part about it. You want to say it. He's he's earned the he's earned the right to hear it from us. But but uh, but I'm interested to see what his response is to this, and I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be this backpedaling apologetic yeah. uh, kind of thing. Well, like all good narcissists. Steve, I'm going to guess that Kurt Schilling will do everything he can not to accept any level of responsibility for what he just said. He'll hide behind some other guys of whether it's, you know, religion or, you know, he did it out of concern or he did it out of compassion, whatever it is. He is never going to own up to how much of a violation this is. Yeah. He'll never do it. They'll be, they'll, they will, if, if there's an apology, it will be a very thin apology apology like thing that's just not going to resonate with anybody because you know even with the apology he just exposed a friend of his an alleged friend or a co-worker or you know, whatever they, that's the other whatever thing. what kind is. of loyalty do you have to your friends hey you know what i'm going to share this on my radio show i'm telling you yeah i wait who who does that i don't listen know. if if you know, and, we, and we've we've dealt with this because we've had people you know here who have gone through you know different situations, whether it's you know health or you know personal or you know marital it, things. You know, that's those it, are such personally you know in, intense struggles that it's no one's business to share that information until we have been ready to share that information about our own personal stuff. Yeah, because it's just too much. It's too overwhelming. Yes, you don't want. 
you don't have much time left to live. You've been given a you've been given a window, and whether or not you can survive that window, you know that's gonna that's yet to be determined. But yeah. you've been given this window. The last thing you want is everybody walking down the street going, "Hey, man, we support you. We support you. We support you." No, you want to enjoy whatever time you have left. You know, it it always surprises me. You know, when you when you talk to some people who are just <sighs> who have just got a big mouth, you know, it, like they have no ability to just not say some things. I mean, I know I know some people, and I'm not naming names, I'm not pointing fingers, but I know some people who, you, you know, when when I went through some uh, some family stuff, they were talking to all kinds of people about it, as if they had a right to that information as if they had a right to share something that was none of their business in the first place. You know, that's the kind of stuff I had to deal with, you know, and it's, you know, that wind up, uh, you know, eventually kind of falling in the lap to my, uh, of my kids who had to hear that kind of stuff. It's like, well, that's not, you know, that that's, you know, that's adult stuff that shouldn't be shared with kids or anybody else for that matter. This is kind of on this. This is certainly on the same level, maybe even worse because, you know, they've got but, two kids but in his mind. He's doing the right thing. Yeah, which I don't understand what makes anybody who is a gossip think that 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 information about anybody is anybody's business. And Kurt Schilling is like the king of those people. Yeah, but uh, I mean, for the most part, we make a lot of things other people's businesses. You know what I mean? Like we reveal information about ourselves that we share with people. Sure. Uh, to a certain level of, of vulnerability, but right. that also comes with a connection that you try to make with people right. of who you're talking to every day. But there are certain things that you wouldn't reveal, you wouldn't say, because you want that level of privacy and you deserve to have that right to privacy. Absolutely. To, to deal with that. This guy is a jerk. He really is. And, and I don't know how anybody can defend this guy. I, I, you know, I, I think... What's, I haven't heard anybody is, defend him yet. No, actually, it, it, he's been getting like universal yeah. criticism for this, and he he's deserved it every it, bit of it. I don't even know who that sports writer was for Boston yesterday who said, uh, you know, pulling for for Tim Wakefield and loathing Kurt Schilling all at the same time. <laughs> like, like this is weird. Like this isn't this yeah. isn't the way it should have been. You were all teammates, and you all like you know had that level of camaraderie that you would have thought would have lasted. Forever, forever. I mean, that was a that was a historical thing you went through, and you, you think you'd have a little bit more respect. I just don't think Kurt Schilling has respect for anybody but Kurt Schilling. Yeah, he's, and so it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's it wouldn't matter whether it was a uh, you know, big poppy or you know Nomar or anybody else that uh, you know had played for the Red Sox over the years. It just wouldn't have mattered. He would have exposed this information about anybody. It's just a shame it happens to. Ha- that it happens to be against a really nice person like Tim Listen, Wakefield and you, his wife. You can throw Pedro Martinez threw a seventy-year-old man to the ground, and that was okay. And a former manager of the Red right, Sox at that, right? And that was okay. Look, well, it was. But he was <laughs> Zimmer was now, bullying him. Now we found out what the lowest form a Red Sox player or fan can go through. <laughs> oh, it's revealing private HIPAA information. You could you could beat up old men all day long. Right. You can uh I don't know, you can do any number of things. Uh but you but for God's sakes, do not violate HIPAA laws. <laughs> it's 7:24 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 
731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, a driver in a stolen car knocked two tombstones off their bases in a Springfield cemetery during a daytime crash on Wednesday and then ran from the scene. Around 9 a.m. on Wednesday, uh, Springfield officers arrived to the City of Home Cemetery on the 900 block of Wilbraham Road to find a stolen car embedded in the fence line. The car was a Hyundai that had been reported as stolen, police said. Besides the damage to the fence, two headstones were knocked off their bases in the crash. Uh, the driver of the stolen car likely fled the area on foot and was not found at the scene. Uh, the Springfield Police Department's Detective Bureau is investigating the incident. Was the car uh, owned by the person who, th- who fled, or is it possible this was a stolen vehicle and that's why they ran? I don't know. The uh, officers uh, wind up on a deadly crash at a cemetery uh, in a single car, uh, single driver accident, and they found 346 bodies. And wow. It's in the, it's in the cemetery. Again. That'll be a lot to charge. That was a joke. Yeah, no, I got As it. As if they were digging it. up the bodies at the cemetery <clears throat> to find the victims. Yeah. A Westfield woman who prosecutors say made a fake bomb threat to Boston Children's Hospital and told staff, quote, you better evacuate everybody, you sickos, pleaded guilty to the crime in federal court on Thursday. The 37-year-old Catherine Levy admitted to making a false bomb threat and intentionally conveying false or misleading information that a bomb was on the way. U.S. District Court uh, Judge Leo Sorokin scheduled her for sentencing for March 19th of 2024. <laughs> You get done with a court case in federal court, and then it's like eight months before you get sentenced. Like, you have all this time to think about all the time that you're not going to have. Yeah, right. Her call, which took place around 8 p.m. on August 30th, forced a lockdown of the hospital and surrounding area. A bomb squad investigated and found no explosive device at the medical center. There's a bomb on the way to the hospital. You better evacuate everybody, you sickos, she told the hospital operator. The bomb threat, which was reported on national news, was among a barrage of similar calls and emails directed at the hospital individual staff after a post circulated on a right-wing social media site about procedures uh, doctors perform at the hospital's gender multi-specialty service program. Most of the information in the post was incorrect, a hospital official said after the threat. An examination of phone records determined the phone number used to make the call was assigned to Levy. Data from her cell from cell phone towers also revealed the phone was near Levy's home when the bomb threat was made. During the search of Levy's residence on September 15th of 2022, the phone used to make the threat was recovered. In an on-scene interview with law enforcement, Levy expressed disapproval of the Boston's Children's Hospital on multiple occasions. Levy also admitted that she called in the threat to Boston Children's Hospital on August 30th, but stated that she had no plan or intention to actually bomb the hospital. It's a big misunderstanding. It's just a big joke. It's, I just said I was going to kill a bunch it, of kids. It's all a communications breakdown. Yeah. I said I was bombed at a children's hospital, and they thought I meant there's a bomb at the children's hospital. Yeah, but in fact, I was bombed, not anywhere near the children's hospital, but in my own home making these threats. Right. Would I be making threats if I were stone cold sober? I don't believe so. I don't think I would. Would I be calling them despicable human beings? I don't think so. No, it's actually a cry for help. It's actually because I feel like I'm a despicable human being. She faces a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and a fine of $250,000. The case was investigated by the FBI and Boston police with the assistance of the Westfield police. Well, you know, you do dumb stuff like that. Yeah, well, uh, that's, that's right. You want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler. Isn't that what they tell you? That's what's going to happen.
Uh, there was a couple other stories here I wanted to get to. Water main break in Westfield has shut water off for a portion of customers uh, last night into today. According to the city of Westfield, the water main break was located in the area of 11 Knollwood Drive. The water has been shut off until further notice on Knollwood Drive, Knollwood Circle, Cedar Lane, Maria Drive, Summit Drive, Northwood Road, and Vincent Drive. Just in case you... Uh, I'm sure if you live in that area, you're well aware that there's no water. Well, maybe, but maybe someone's just coming home like uh, late at night, hoping to take a shower, and all of a sudden they turn on the uh, the uh, the water, and nothing. A uh, sludge comes out, right? Followed by then no water. That Meanwhile, you got like a yeah. a head full of shampoo. Then what are you supposed to do? Yeah, go to, go to work with a crusty head of shampoo. Oh, why not? You know, you should get dry shampoo. You ever see that stuff? Oh yeah, no, I've seen you it. Just rub it in your hair and brush it out, and your hair's clean. Yeah, you do you, that way. Is that what you use? I never had to use that. <laughs> I can use anything. Yeah. I can use uh, I can use ivory soap right yeah. on top of my noggin. You can shampoo with a sponge. I don't need anything to to condition it or style it. No, maybe like a a chamois to buff it. That could be too. Yeah. Uh, a former 22 News reporter will be competing on Wheel of Fortune this Friday. I saw this. Today. How exciting. 22 News uh, former reporter Alessandra Martinez McKay. Oh, she married that McKay fella. David McKay. David McKay? Yeah. He huh. was he was another reporter at the station. I didn't know that. Uh, they'll be competing on, or she'll be competing on an episode that airs tonight. Uh, Alessandra was a reporter for 22 News, NBC Connecticut, uh, and now lives in Los Angeles as a realtor. Alessandra applied to be on the show in May and was chosen to compete in August. The theme of the episode is Rail Trail. Uh, the new season of Wheel of Fortune began on 9-11 and uh, will be the last season for host Pat Sajak. Host Vanna White continued her contract through the 26th season. But Alessandra Martinez mm. is going to meet her. I uh, I seem to remember uh, her a little bit. She didn't. Uh, she was quiet. She didn't make a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of them just they <laughs> make who, too much noise. Who was the other one that uh, she got involved with the boyfriend out in uh, California, and then? Oh yeah, it wasn't and she was actually like, heard the criminal, but was she was still boy- arrested for it. Yeah, she was arrested and got oh, caught up in God. the uh, what man. Was... What was her name? I wish I could remember her name. I want to say that her last name begins with an S. It's an S name. Steve, uh, Sheldon, uh, Shark- Sharky, yeah, uh, Shalalele. Right, something like that. It's an S word. Shamwow. We just Shamwow. Yeah, we just said Shamwow. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. What about the Schlushies? Yeah. Shoe shiners. Yeah, we're getting real close. Yeah, we're getting closer. real close. I don't know what yeah, her name but Give was, us in about yeah. an hour or two. As autumn's vibrant hues prepare to paint the landscapes, leaf peepers from around the country are eager to embark on their seasonal pilgrimage to witness the breathtaking transformation of foliage. This year, the esteemed lifestyle and travel magazine Country Living has it's living, not living. I said right. living like it was, you know. Uh, has placed the Pioneer Valley right at the pinnacle of the fall foliage destinations crowning it as the best spot in the nation for leaf-peeping adventures. I sure do like when we're crowning. I like when we're crowning. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really... um, Now, you've lived in other parts of the country. You've lived in the Midwest. What's the fall foliage like out in Wisconsin around? Is it the same, or is it not quite as vibrant? It's it's beautiful, but the colors are more vibrant here. 
they just are. I wonder what that is. What what that's all about? I think it's, a lot of it has to do with the uh, you know different environmental factors. You know, rainfall, snowfall. What you know, whatever. You know, how cold it gets and how soon. Uh, but to be honest, uh, the the colors are more spectacular here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it must be just this magical uh, yeah. part of the country. In fact, my first fall back here in in 1995. Yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, as a kid, you know, you grew up in New England. It was no big deal. You took it for for granted. But when you're away from it for a long time, and then you come back to it and you see it, it never occurred to me how really remarkable it is. I uh, I've always said uh, we live in a, a very beautiful part of the country. When it comes to like landscapes and things yeah. like that, we actually do live in a very nice part of the country. Well, just the other day, like, I was driving to the town of Lawrence. I say, yeah. "Wow, what a scenic burg this is!" Yeah, I was uh, I was just uh, driving through East Hampton the other day. Yeah, people were just hurling microaggressions at each other. Oh yeah, it, uh, it, it's breathtaking. It is breathtaking. Hold your head out the window and it's take that all in. It's career taking too. For some, you could you could ruin your entire life by doing one of those. Yes, things. you could. Uh, I drove through Holyoke. I saw somebody getting stabbed. What beautiful time of year! This is uh, stabbing season. Yeah. right now I was in North Adams not that long ago, and I was I was uh, I was taken back by all the beautiful plywood that was covering all the windows. Oh, yeah, all, this is really spectacular. Oh, oh, and the cars with the trash bag tint. You know, the duct tape and the oh, trash yeah. bag over yeah. the window. Oh, beautiful. With the cardboard sign that says license applied for in the back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, that's good. Oh, beautiful. man. And then they had a, they had downtown Springfield, they had an ice cream social for all the people who had been let out on firearms charges ready to commit another crime. <laughs> Did you go to the ice cream social there? No, I I have uh, I have not gone to that yet yeah waffle cones that's they love listen waffle I, cones I, I i wouldn't even go to the the biggie media day you think i'm going to go to the gun ice cream social you never know <laughs> you know they should combine though when they when they do that when those cops do those uh hey we'll take your firearms yeah in order to not just have it be old ladies coming down with like oh it's my husband's old rifle that he let you know he died and you know <laughs> i have this in my car <laughs> you want to get the real guns off the street you tell them, not only will we give you a gift card for uh, Target, but we will give you a free ice cream to go along with that. I think free ice cream, you can, uh, you have good free ice cream. Oh, yeah. You can make a, a hardened criminal become a softy. Yeah. I, I, I a soft-serve criminal. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know of a single hardened criminal in the entire area, whether you're doing time on death row or whatever, that wouldn't love to have a uh, nice scoop of ice cream with some jimmies on it. Yeah. You know, maybe a maybe one of them uh your waffle cones. Yeah. Oh man, what I don't care who you are. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking uh this would this would be something we should suggest to Dom Dom. Yeah. Get the ice cream social going for all the people who have been let out on bail that probably shouldn't have been. Steve, get me uh get me the sheriff on the phone. Yeah. See if uh if we can try to organize like uh you know like a, like an ice cream day in 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 the in the D block. Yeah, yeah, ice cream day yeah. in the D block. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get like Bud Williams over there waving the ice cream cone in front of Nick Coach's face like he's Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Coach, ice cream, ice cream. We got chocolate, strawberry. Yeah. Uh, and a, uh, uh, that's about it. And then Coachy just shoves it in the bedpan, shoves it under the bed. 
That's exactly it. You do it. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, rainy with a high of 58. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 67. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50 in Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a crappy day today. Rainy with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Perfect night to go out and see a comedy show. Uh, another great uh, night of comedy. Uh, I believe tomorrow night at uh, the Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee. Joe DeVito, uh, famous comedian, been on television uh, 150 times or more. A bull bunch of uh, different credits. And he's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Joe. How you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Very good. We're doing good. Let's get this out of the way. You're not related yeah. to Danny DeVito, right? No, no, I'm not. A lot of people ask that, and I'm I'm just so thrilled to have the same last name as one of the most attractive celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> but beloved, attractive but yeah, right. and beloved. Beloved, but I I really don't need people in the YouTube comments saying, you know, he looks just like him. It's like I, re- I know, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I'm like I'm like uh, at- I was enjoying. It. I was enjoying your local news. Now, was uh, to call to a bomb threat to a children's hospital. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really next level. I think the boss move would have been the person if they they called in the bomb threat to the cemetery you were talking about. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that, that would have been the place to call that. That, into. that evacuation would have been a little bit more interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be a special kind of scumbag to call in a bomb threat to a kids' hospital. I don't know, and to not make good yeah. on it. That's uh, yeah, I feel like so deceived. Yeah. Yeah, what a letdown. Yeah, right. The follow-through. We, we, we sent all these cops out here for this? There's not even <laughs> nothing here. I know. Yeah. Please, mate, if you're going to make a wish like that, don't waste our time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least have a little bit yeah. of follow-through. Yeah. That's it. So tell so tell us about that. So I'm looking at your website. It, say, it says uh, famous comedian. So if there's ever any doubt as to you know who Joe DeVito is, you said it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I put that there because there's actually a couple of different Joe DeVitos. Um, there's uh, one who does comic book art. There's one uh, who's a, an R-rated hypnotist from Massachusetts. And that's my favorite guy to get confused for. I, I remember doing a show <laughs> years ago. And at the end of the show, someone said, hey, you're really funny, but we kept waiting for you to hypnotize someone. So can, can you imagine sitting through a whole show I'm thinking the hypnotism is going to happen in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and so you should have said, him, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I said, maybe, maybe I did. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. How, hypnosis, you wouldn't know. How would they know? You're right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I would uh, totally play that part, uh, play that prank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you talking about? You don't remember acting like a chicken and dancing around the entire room? Everybody else does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I had the ability to hypnotize people, I'm not wasting my time with a stage show. I'm just if if I did, everyone would leave after saying, "Where's my wallet? Why is my bra gone?" <laughs> Year, years ago, we went to uh, to Just for Laughs in Montreal. I know you've been there, and there was a comic that was had been working clubs forever, and then eventually, what he wound up doing is. Once he realized, hey, you know what? I'm I'm only going so far with this comedy thing. That's when he developed the hypnosis part of his act. So he actually. He actually almost aspired to becoming the hypnotist, as opposed to the hypnotist who aspires to become the comic. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that happen before where someone plateaus and next thing you know they're doing comedy, but they're also teaching you how to stop smoking. It's it's the <laughs> same as with the crazy with the life at that point. You gotta hit, you gotta, you gotta hit all the bases. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you see people make these career choices when they, they see uh, that they've hit the wall. It's kind of like during the uh, the pandemic lockdowns, I noticed a lot of uh, women who, they, it was pretty much a toss-up between OnlyFans or life coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and there was way too many life coaches already, <laughs> but not enough OnlyFans. Right. Yeah, well, to me, it's like, combine them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want I want life coaching from a, a woman who's you know touching her toes in front of the camera. To me, that's a woman who's learned a few things. I, I believe there's already those videos on some porn websites uh, called encouragement. Videos. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, but, but I, I've been because uh, I'm so good at googling things. I, I found this mm-hmm. interesting thing about you that uh, you have a tattoo in a rather odd place. Yeah, and and thank you for segueing from the OnlyFans material to that. I don't I don't want to get anyone uh, anyone's hopes up as to where that that tattoo might be. It's it's actually inside my lower lip, and well, it um, yeah, it says. Well, it used to say rock and roll. It's uh, it's now it looks like a UPC code because <laughs> you actually have to scan it to read it. <laughs> then it's when you go to the grocery store. Then yeah. it says. I have rock and roll. Yeah. You're rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. What, what? Actually, I think it says uh, canned green beans, uh, thir- 30 cents off if you scan it now. So. Yeah, but th- think of the convenience of, of having people know how much you are <laughs> per pound. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's. I, I was looking at your playlist because, you know, it said rock and roll. I, I used to be a rock and roll guy, and I'm, I'm just laughing at how when you get older, you realize that it's not really a rock and roll lifestyle you want to read that i i don't know i don't know how old you guys are but if you've had the experience of driving along listening to uh you know twisted sister and realizing you know i am gonna take it (laughs) i am i have to this is like the thing i've been signed up for every day yeah yeah it looks like i'm gonna take it i I look at your playlist too you you played uh joan jett right it it was just her birthday yeah Yeah. play joan jett yeah yeah, and I remember as, as a teenager thinking Joan Jett was so hot, and could I have been more off on that? Yeah. <laughs> Joan Jett, she's the one for me. She's wearing a blazer. She's got a mullet. She's all woman, baby. Bring yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, that that is kind of weird when you when you see them. I think because we didn't have so much exposure to what these folks looked like. You know, and yeah. now you can go on social media, you can see all these different angles of a different uh, rock star, but. That Joan Jett poster, that was like one poster you saw, and you didn't see her until well, you saw her on a music video. Maybe. I think there's something to be said about 70s and 80s hot as opposed to 2023 hot. It's it's, it's just the, 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 I don't know, it seems to me the the bar has been fluctuating for generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I, I still have many, uh, many erotic moments watching things like Battle of the Network Stars and seeing, you know, Daisy Duke in the dunking booth with Billy Crystal throwing softball at her and stuff. From your formative years, where yeah. you're like, oh man, you remember that commercial where Linda Carter came out of the pool for oh, some yeah. makeup oh. company? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, and, see, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about because you and I are about the about the same age. I'm probably a little bit older yeah. than you, but not by much. And uh, I mean, I remember you know Battle of the Network stars thinking, my God, Christy McNichol is probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And then now I'm looking at her, I'm going. Man, can I do a, like a redo on that one? <laughs> can I have like, can I, can I get another pencil or something? Another list? 
Yeah, another lesbian. Man, what was wrong with us? Our, our gaydar was way off as, as way young off. people. Right? We never considered it. We never considered that that was even a possibility back then. Yeah. Now look at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, now you're reminiscing about it on the radio show. <laughs> I don't really. The, uh, the beloved lesbians of our youth. Yeah, true. And going back to Joan Jett real quick, you would you would think it's her birthday here every day because we play that same song over and over and over and over again. It's like a, it's a Joan Jett tribute. She's not even dead yet. Joe DeVito is going to be at the Loft Comedy Club tomorrow night. Great place to go see a, a comedy show. It's a hell of a room right on uh, View Street in Chicopee. Joe, it's great to talk to you. Have a great time tomorrow night. Right on. Thanks, guys. No Absolutely. Problem. Joe DeVito at Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? First of all, let me say this. Yesterday is reported that longtime Red Sox knuckleballer Tim Wakefield had been diagnosed with brain cancer. On top of that, his wife is dealing with a cancer battle of her own. Now, I've had a chance to meet Tim Wakefield a couple times over the years, and frankly, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. So when Tim Wakefield releases a statement asking for privacy for himself and his family, I'm willing to honor that request. Not because I'm particularly close to the guy, but because I believe a man's medical privacy should be respected. Because that's what considerate people are supposed to do. So how do we know any of this personal medical information about Tim Wakefield and his wife? Well, maybe it has something to do with the fact that the person who made this public wasn't Tim Wakefield, but his former teammate, Kurt Schilling, who announced it on his podcast. He not only revealed that the Wakefields both had cancer, he did it without their permission. To make it worse, he prefaced all of this by saying that he wasn't so sure that Tim Wakefield wanted any of this information to be made public, and yet he did it anyway by revealing the aggressiveness of the diagnosis and about the fact he had undergone surgery. He did, however, state for the record that he's thinking about them, he's praying for them, and if either one of them need anything, he'll be there. Dude, you know what Tim and Stacy Wakefield need? They need you to shut up and stop bulldozing your way through their lawfully protected medical privacy on a podcast that's supposed to be about baseball. It's not supposed to be about blasting out personal medical information without permission, and yet you appropriated all of that medical privacy under the disguise of compassion and concern to get more downloads. Folks, this isn't like blowing the secret for a surprise per birthday party. This is a million times worse. So much so that it can only be pulled off by a heartlessly ignorant, gutless, and soulful deficient a-hole like Kurt Schilling. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Australian Timber Oil. How'd you like to stain that? Uh, stain your, your deck with that stuff? Go to Rocky's for Cabot Australian Timber Oil or any of Cabot stain sealers or waterproofers. Good people, rock solid service, and Cabot stains at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Eh, it's going to suck today as far as the weather goes, so you might as well just sit back and enjoy yourself and uh, enjoy this next segment that we're going to get into after yes. you give the keyword to cash away. Exactly. It is time to give away the uh, keyword to cash. Uh, today's word is the keyword grab. That's grab. And I would like to grab $1,000. G-R-A-B. Go to the Keyword to Cash contest page on rock102.com, and you'll have until midnight tonight to enter it to win $1,000. It could be yours. The word today is grab, G-R-A-B. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now we can get to it. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live! Open Live! 
323-1021. That's the number to call for Open Line Friday again. No foul language, no hate speech, no medical privacy. Uh, exposed here. Do it somewhere else. No. Back says Ricketts. I told you not to say that, and it's uh, not Ricketts. All right, here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's me, Joe from Brimfield. Hey, what's up? Hey, nothing much, guys. How you doing? You're good. What's what's going on with you? Oh, man, I've been busy. I uh, just want to show my appreciation. I've been listening to this station with my dad for like 10 years, man. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hey, I've been watching the Bruins, and let me tell you, Brandon Bussey, he's doing pretty great. Yeah, it could be a good year. Yeah, it could be good. It could be our year. You may never know. Hey, even though the President's Trophy could got us, you may never know. We might pull Tampa Bay Lightning and win two Stanley Cups. Well, that would be terrific that if that would, happens. That would be amazing. Should have happened last year, yeah, but you know that how that goes. Definitely amazing. All yeah, right, definitely amazing. Well, listen, yeah, do, uh, have a, have a great weekend. We appreciate your call. Yeah, no, no problem, guys. Yeah, see you guys soon. All, All right, right we'll you see you later. There you go. All right, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Jimmy from New Britain. Hey, Jimmy, what's up? Well, I just want to know. Uh, I like to ask those two guys, uh, Max and uh, the other guy. Uh, do they still talk to the guy that they left? That left? Are they still friends with him? Well, I don't know which guy you're talking about. Are you talking about that guy down the hall? You're talking about the guy down south? So I don't know which one you're talking about. Yeah, no, we we see Dave all the time. He still works in the building. Yeah. Hope that uh, answers your question. Well, how about if I give the initials J O? Uh, how 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 is it all of a sudden you're remembering names? Yeah, but you couldn't, ago, you couldn't remember mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, I I, uh, I, I I've talked to him. He's fine. He's he's doing all right. And you guys are still friends, right? All of you. Yeah, we're actually uh, we're going to an ice cream social together tonight. Yeah, uh, and then we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna shoot pool. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. All Thanks. right. There you go. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Bill from Springfield. How are you today, good. Back? Terrific, Bill. What's up? Uh, just wanted to give a shout-out to you guys today. Keep up the good work and everything. And, uh, Steve, where's that uh, tater top place down in by the Big E? I'm going this weekend. I want to try that out. Gate, you know where it's at? Gate 9. Gate 9A. Yeah, uh, it, as soon as you walk in Gate 9, it's right there to the right. It's uh, tots a lot. Okay, so should I drop my tater tot on the ground and eat it, even though it's cow manure and all that still, or what? Well, I mean, it is that good that that you would, would pop it into your mouth, <laughs> and a bit, depending on where it yeah, is. Yeah, it's but, it's uh, so delicious you don't even mind the the flavor of but, but you of know horse what? dung. You know, you know what the the dish the dish from the gal serving it to you it's much deli- more delicious that way. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, off the ground. All right, well, <laughs> you you guys have a great day, and tell you Pat too. Kelly his uh. Cowboys are going to get beat by the Patriots. Yeah, right. Have a great, right. Yeah. Tell them yourself. Good luck. Thank you. Well, I tried to, but he never answers the phone. Have ah, a great day. Bye-bye. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Is this? This is Debbie. Debbie. Hello, Debbie. What's up with you? Hi. I wanted to share my thoughts on the Big E. Okay. Share your thoughts. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it not what it used to be? Is it getting a lot more gross over there? What, what do you mean, gross? I mean, but, but well, let's start with the money grab. For now, you're paying twenty to get in. Yeah, and yeah. usually when you when you pay something to get in, you kind of get a little something with it. I don't know. 
maybe a ride here or there and maybe something. But so that's the first, I mean, besides the parking. I'm sorry. No, go no, ahead. I go was... ahead, Debbie. Well, I mean, just walking around the Better Living Center is empty. Nothing in there. Actually, there's quite a few. The ride, the 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 midway. I mean, okay, maybe I've worked there and I kind of know what's going on there. Maybe I've sent back an email about the money grab with the cream puff. <laughs> and you guys have said yourself, it's bar after bar. Yeah, bar, yeah. Bar, bar, right? Bar, fried dough, bar, bar. <laughs> and you know what? You know the bars are paying forty percent. Of what they take into the Big East. All right, but let me the ask. Food, the food vendors take have to pay twenty. Right. And well, by gosh, even with this craptastic weather, the Big E is sure walking around and saying, "Hey, how come your numbers are low?" Yeah, Debbie, let me let me let me throw this at you here for a second. Throw it I, at me. I, I, throw he, it at me. I hear a lot of um, a lot of negative thought, a lot of complaining, and yet you still must go to know all this information. I work there. Oh, okay. I know people well, who work go. there. Okay. Did you have the fried pork I bomb? Because that's well, the... I don't, I'm not. I get myself a free pass. I get myself a son a pass, so he so, gets to walk so around. So what and are be you cool, complaining but... about? Yeah, you come on. You're living it up. You go to the biggie yeah. every day. You, you can be there anytime you Just want. You don't have to show I up. Connections doesn't mean <laughs> the rest of the world does. Yes, but uh, I'm one person. But we are self-centered individuals a here. Regular, this is all a about family you. of four. It's it's not good. And the fights. But, I mean, we kind of joke about the fights, but, but you that's just, gross. You just told me you got free tickets. I get work pass because I work there. Not working with this weather. They don't need me with this. Poor. I'm not. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, listen, Debbie. Can't you control know, Mother Nature. You know what? It's, it, just, it's, it's gotten gross. There's nothing to look at. Debbie, I, I, of, I hate to break this to you. Debbie, I, I hate to break this to you. And and I mean this uh, with with love in my heart. For not Please, only, not only you, but for the Big E. It's always been a little suspect from time to time. There's always been a couple yeah, of things yeah, on there that you yeah, say, hey, you know what? Man, I don't know so much. It's just but, it's blatant. It's but, just. but when you're slapping down a pork bomb down your child yeah. pipe, I got to tell you, all that stuff just goes yeah, you away. All about and that I stuff. completely agree. I completely agree. It's well, all I'm glad we've your changed face, your mind. But, and- <laughs> All right, Debbie. Listen, we got lots of other people who want to complain, and uh, but we appreciate uh, you calling in today. Well, thank you for the platform. You're welcome. So. We'll see you on the big yellow slide. <laughs> you certainly will. Yes. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, you talking to me? Hey! hey! Now we got a guy who knows what he's talking about. What's up? Hey, good morning, ladies. Hey, this is the uh, retired truck driver from Enfield, Dave Basking uh, Backs in my first full month of retirement. And I got to tell you, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's okay, but um, along the lines of you guys are always about, hey, you know, people see you in public, and, yeah, you, you know, we all think you guys remember because we had some two-minute conversation. Right. I'm going to throw this out there for you guys. Uh, Bax, I'm the one that approached you at the uh, Friday Night Free Concerts, and... Um, I mentioned that I liked my hot dogs with diced onions, ketchup, and Miracle Whip. Oh, yeah. No, I do remember this. And you know what? Frankly, even as you describe it a second time, I find it to be nauseating. (laughs) 
I, 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 you know, sometimes I don't even cook the hot dog. I just slap that on a Dude, cold bun the, and, the, just, and just go all the way raw. Listen, the fact that you, well, the the fact that you even mentioned Miracle Whip into this conversation means to me you don't care what kind of things are going into your mouth. Yeah. Well, you know, I I, I grew up uh, with, with married uh, a gal that her side of the family liked mayonnaise, oh, and yeah, yeah, my yeah. side of the family like the Miracle Whip, and it was always a, a, a struggle to have the correct condiments out during summertime picnics because uh, there was everybody that hated the other one. So uh, it was it was one of those things that you had to uh, bring right. to your attention when you were setting out the table for all the hamburgers. Wow, and I, I got you. This no, has I been so it. informative. <laughs> I, I've, I've... Well, th- well, thank you very much. Enjoy your hot dogs over the weekend. Yeah, uh, you guys have a good weekend, too. All right, you too. There we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, Harry Balsacki from Chickabee. Okay, Harry, what's up? uh, Hey, not much. I just want to say to all them gangbangers out there, why don't you put down your guns and pick up a pierogi? You know? That's the way. That's the way we can save this city. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's this, how we're spreading the peace. Yeah, picking up a pierogi. It. That's how to do it. Okay, thank you very much for the call, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning, is this? Hey, top of the morning to you. This is the retired cup from Springfield. Is there a requirement other than taking a hot dog the long way, <laughs> or you know, being a trashy mother lover working at the Big E, bitching and complaining? Is there a requirement? Call in to your show. <laughs> if there is, you've fulfilled it, sir. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. what. In the 32 years that I worked as a beater down in Springfield, <laughs> I got to tell you, I can't find enough people to listen to me and my wisdom. All right. Yeah, well, um, you've, you've probably uh, increased it by two or three people just now. Well, I'll tell you, top of the morning. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope one more. Let's, let's hope let's uh, we let... can redeem ourselves at some point. No, nope. oh, okay. let's see. That's probably the redeeming call. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know that's, what? Okay. That's... Oh, no, this oh, is oh no, here they go. Yeah, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Jack Joy Jr. How's it going, guys? Hey, good, good Jack. What's, what's up? up? I just made myself a nice little sandwich. We got the... Pepper Jack cheese, and I put a little Miracle Whip on it. I oh, put it in a bag. I'm disgusted by this yeah, whole conversation. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Sean. I got a great Mandela effect for Steve. Oh, okay. I love the Mandela effect. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, in Alice in Wonderland, what's on top of uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum's uh, little hats there? I, I don't know. They're just beanies. No, no, there's, um, actually, everyone thinks they're, like, little propellers, but they're actually, like, flags. Huh, okay. Okay. All right, well, there you go. All right. Okay. I, uh, there you, go. you know what? No, no, I no. didn't really watch the original, so I don't know. Oh. Yeah, okay. Well, then, he does just guesswork on your part. I only read the Alice in Wonderland story out of the Disney book that we had at home. Right. All right. Okay, well, oh. thank you very much for the call. Okay. okay. I think we disappointed him. <laughs> I think we disappointed everybody. Yeah, I think we did. Well, there you go. Well, There's all the Friday. We'll be watching Paint Dry <laughs> and Water Boil. All coming up this morning on the big show. <laughs> it's 826 on Rock 102. 
It's 829 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Wow, that was a really interesting open line I, w- I would have given anything for Vince the Plumber. I would have given anything for um, the uh, the guy with the dad jokes. I yeah. would have even, even been happy yeah. to have ended that on another Mike Jones. You're right. We give so much uh, crap to, to, to the Vince the Plumber guy for doing his shout-outs, and then uh, Debbie just went on and on and on and on. Yeah, on, somebody uh, messaged me and said, "Can you imagine being married to Debbie?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I, it, it's 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 it, it's not about Debbie. It's not about how she feels." Well, yeah, it's like, well, but she's it, she's rejecting a place listen, which hires her. She's she's getting free things, but she empathizes with the people who don't get free things. So she cares about the community. I understand that. I understand. She's but, not of. She's not a. I got mine, so f you. She's like, I got mine. But why can't everybody else have it? Well, listen, uh, you know, the world doesn't operate that way, whether it's at the Big E or any any other place. But like I said, all you need is a pork bomb or some Thanksgiving nachos and all your fears and frights go away. She, she'd still find something to complain about. It. She probably would. Yeah, yeah. yeah she could probably, probably win the lottery jackpot and still find ways to complain. All right. I like terrible things. Show me terrible things. <laughs> I don't like terrible things, but I'll be back next year for more of it. And again, and again, and again. It's we, not like the way it used to be, though, is it? No, it's not. It's, it's, we used to get screwed a different way. Yeah, and yet more people keep coming every year because, I, I, because I, they keep liking it. You know, I did. Uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about how it was $7 to get in to watch Def Leppard perform a concert right in the middle of that place. Yeah. I mean, the price has gone up significantly uh, in the last uh, 15 to 20 years. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. The price of everything has gone up in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, uh, food banks Do you have any shutting ad- down because we don't have enough food for them. I'll tell you what. You have any idea what the, uh, the, the, uh, the increase has been on miniature donuts in the last three years? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. You yeah. co- yeah, the COVID supply and demand issues really completely you know, dropped the pulled the rug out of that whole mini donut industry go see debbie down at the big e today <laughs> tell me you really enjoy your work we got news next to rock 102 here's your western mass news first alert forecast after beautiful 834 with bax and nagel on rock 102 it's time for news here's local radio icon steve nagel thanks bax with a shutdown of the federal government looming the risk of those in need of food assistance is rising lawmakers in dc have yet to agree to a spending plan ahead of the september 30th deadline Nearly 7 million low-income women and children could lose access to food and nutrition assistance uh, from programs like WIC. Uh, Governor Healy uh, has said there would not be an immediate impact for families on WIC if the shutdown doesn't last too long. A spokesperson from WIC sent 22 News a statement about the impact, which said in part, in the event of a federal government shutdown, there will be no immediate impact to the WIC families in Massachusetts. WIC families will be able to continue to attend appointments and receive benefits. But it does bring up a good topic that uh, the Mayflower Marathon is coming up in just about two months. Not even. Yeah, less than less than months. 60 days. Less than 60 days, and uh, folks are going to be hurting for food. So while you're out grocery shopping, the next time you go out, just pick up a couple extra cans, like green beans or something like that. You know, in your uh, this year's Mayflower Marathon is going to be Rock 12's 30th Mayflower Marathon. And we did a uh, we did an interview a couple of weeks ago about food insecurity in the area. You know that pre-pandemic, you know, food insecurity affected about eight percent of the population. During the pandemic, it affected about nineteen percent. Then it went down to like 
ten percent after you know things after restrictions were lifted and and uh, a lot of things were you know, you know people were getting you know, vaccinated. Well, as of last April, which wasn't very far away, mm-hmm. it was back up to nineteen percent. Yeah, you shut down the government in which people are no longer getting paychecks or any kind of assistance that they uh, would normally be uh, you know you know, desperate to have. All of a sudden, that nineteen could easily go up. And if, you know, the government doesn't, uh, you know, get on the stick and resolve this thing quick, things could get very, very bad by November. So yes. hopefully, hopefully we can uh, we can have people, you know, try to be as uh, generous as they as they can be. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year we raised one hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars worth of food and cash. But the problem is almost twice as bad this year as it was last year. So right. think about that. So we need your help and don't rely on the government to do anything good. So uh, we got to step up. That's yes, all. we do. That's it. And we will. We are in the thick of high school football season, and typically Friday nights are when varsity games are played, but that's changing because of an ongoing referee shortage. When you think of football, it's the NFL on Sundays, college on Saturdays, and high school on Friday nights. But now that's starting to change because of the referee shortage. Amherst Pelham Regional High School hosted Wakona Regional on a Thursday night. Wakona head coach Gary Campbell has been coaching for over 30 years. This was his first game not played on a Friday night. He never played any other game in 30 years on a different day, like a Saturday. I don't know. I mean, you know, varsity football, Friday night, that's usually when it happens. He uh, shared some uh, reasons he thinks the Bay State is lacking refs. Uh, Pay might be one of them. Maybe crowd control might be another. Maybe unrealistic parents or places in which do not honor the game or referencing or what goes on during the game. And referees at this matchup didn't disagree. There's some animosity being thrown at officials, and some people just don't want to be dealing with that. That was uh, high school football referee Tim Schmidt. He's like, I'm taking so much Schmidt from everybody. Yeah. And that guy knows his Schmidt yeah. from Shinola. Uh, ah, look, Schmidt's on the field again. Oh, great. This is going to be another night. You know, I've, uh, I have been asked to like referee, you know, sporting events. Yeah. Uh, like umpiring and stuff like that. Yeah. I hate that job. It's a horrible job because if it were just the game, that would be one thing. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty challenging. You got to know the rules. Yeah. You got to know what you're doing. That's one thing. But if you weren't dealing with all the ancillary garbage that's going around and it is directed toward, towards you as the referee or officiating uh, you, you know, presence in a game, uh, it ain't worth it. You know, I've seen, uh, you know, I've been uh, to quite a few uh, youth sporting events. Yeah. I've seen mostly coaches of other teams <laughs> being the ones that are arguing with the umpires or any kind of referee or anything like that versus parents. I mean, you hear parents complain, but they keep it to themselves. You know, a lot you, of you'll times. hear you'll hear parents in the background going, "Really? Are you serious about that call?" And, and, and most people will agree going, "Well, that was a bad call." But you don't you don't challenge that. It's a kid's game. I know. It's but, a child's game. But high school sports yeah, is, for certain high yeah. schools uh, is like the biggest thing they got going. So the uh, especially when you you're playing in higher divisions. I mean, there's a lot at stake for yeah. these schools. And so, uh, listen, all those things are true. They need better pay. They yeah. need they they should not be the ones that are disciplining everybody in the uh, in, not only on the game but also in the crowd. Man, that's that's not that should not be their job. You know, uh, we. Football is not as big around here as it is in other parts of the country, like no. uh, like down south. 
I remember driving when I was driving from Florida uh, back up. I was going to to Atlanta. I was going, so it's kind of like I seventy five goes up like the middle of Georgia there, right? Yep. As soon as you cross over from Florida into Georgia, this was on a Friday night, and uh, you could have seen this stadium from probably twenty miles away. This is how bright this thing was. And oh I'm yeah. Like, what professional sports team is down here? And then after we had pulled over to a to a rest stop, I'm looking at the map and I'm like, it was some kind of like high school. I'm like, what? This is a high school? That was a high school football game. It looked like a it would look like a better bigger than a college. Yeah, bowl. probably like twenty thousand, thirty thousand people at a high school game. Yeah, how come we don't have that? How come we don't have that kind of following? I don't. I don't know why we don't have it in in <laughs> high school football, but we we certainly don't even have it in college football. In New England, yeah, no, we don't. You know, and I, I mean, I've been to games at Virginia Tech and North uh, and Notre Dame and Ohio and you know University of Illinois. I've seen games all over, all over the place, and the kind of mania that follows these games in some ways is bigger than the NFL. Yeah, it's crazy. It's how, it's how unbelievable. It is. It's so much fun, but you don't. You simply do not have that in New England. Maybe with Boston College, but even then, it's nowhere near close. Well. Looks like we're going to be doing a lot more Thursday night games. Yeah, great. Thursday and Friday and great. Saturday. Maybe yeah. even a Sunday morning football game. Well, now they're finally starting to act like the NFL. Yes. Over the And by, and by the way, uh, we'll have a Sunday morning uh, football uh, with your local high school and then Pat Kelly with his uh, Liquors 44 <laughs> pregame show. I don't know if he covers the local scene. I don't know. He should. Wouldn't he, that be a? Wouldn't that be a kind yeah. of a weird mix up? Uh, the Liquors Forty Four High School Football Pregame Show, <laughs> starring their number one client, yeah, Pat Kelly. Pat Kelly, and here he is with Zima for all the kids. <laughs> Zima, yeah. Well, I, the uh, Pringles of alcoholic beverages. You got to think of like liquors. We used to drink. Um, uh, we used to drink Zimas because that was like a popular. That was like the introduction of malt beverages yeah. as, as mainstream uh, back in the nineties. But then it was uh, aftershock. You remember aftershock? <laughs> I do. It was. It was basically like a schnapps. I remember it was about thirty percent alcohol in it, so it wasn't like extremely bad. But it had rock candy inside the bottle, and that's what we would try oh to do: is God. knock the rock candy off yep. the bottom of the bottle. I remember when like wine coolers came in two liter yeah. bottles. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that do, was a cool one. They don't do that anymore. No, they don't. But they, back but back in the day, back when Bartles and James was like all the hot oh, rage, yeah. uh, wine coolers were showing up in two liter bottles. See, was Bartles and James popular because of the two old guys? Was totally. It, was it? It was just like let's make fun of these two old guys sitting on a porch. There was something kind of unhomey about those two uh, those two guys. Meanwhile, that, a nineteen year old kids uh, down in fifteen of them. Yeah, at, right. At a party on a Friday night, and and uh, and puking with more loft than a <laughs> than a third and long situation at the football game. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, we we had Goldschlager too. We that was like a that yep. was a big thing. That's still around. It's still around, but I I remember it being good. But I was also <laughs> seventeen, 
so you know i don't know how yeah, good that well, was listen, like uh, i'm pretty sure boone's farm for a brief moment tasted well, pretty good I, when you're 17 years old the last time i tried goldschlager was probably about 10 years ago and, and i was and i remembered this does not remind me this is not yeah. my nostalgia i don't know where this this is a different flavor Oh, yeah. Fireball is much yeah. more sophisticated without all those gold flecks inside. There, there's something missing from this Goldschlager. What could it be? And then your friend goes, probably the taste of vomit <laughs> to go along with it. Because then, you you know, you'd get sick and you'd be like, yep. oh, look, you had Goldschlager last night. There's the flakes inside the inside the, your uh, your mess. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, I'm glad we went off on that. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to suck. It's going to rain today with a high of 58. Perfect day to go to the Big E, I'm telling you. This is the day to go when it's rainy. Yeah, I mean, Sunday. Put a poncho supposed, on. Sunday's supposed to be nice. That's the day when everybody's going to want to go. That's the nicest day of the weekend. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It is 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's bad. You're trapped in a mortgage. It's classic rock. It's 851 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, it's going to rain. What a crappy day today. High of uh, 67. Uh, more of the same for tomorrow. It's uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Well, thank goodness that the uh, the fast and furriest 5K at uh, St. Mark's Church in East Lama. It doesn't happen for another week because otherwise you wouldn't want to run in the rain with a bunch of wet dogs. A wet pet. In the uh, studio with us right now, uh, Rob Fitzpatrick. He's been uh, here a, a bunch of times over Actually, the years. Actually, no. This is, his name is Dan Tapper. Rob <laughs> oh. Fitzpatrick is the guy that uh, that sent that, that sent uh, us well, all that, the information. Uh, yeah, my, Dan Tapper mistake. is here in the studio. But Rob is here in spirit with well, us. Yes, well, he is. thank he's you. Always is. He's well, a very dedicated well, prisoner. Well, I'm glad I don't feel like a like an idiot. That's good. <laughs> thank you. Good to see you. Dan Tapper has been here a bunch of times. Good to see you, Dan. It's good to see you, fellas. Thank you so much for having me in. No problem. So we got the uh, the fast and furriest 5K run and walk uh, coming up on October 7th. Tell us what that is we love it um last year we did a 5k to raise funds for our church it was had a halloween theme to it in in october went very well this year we uh, we decided to switch up a little bit and figured people love their pets they love being with their pets and october 7th actually is the feast of saint francis which of course was the patron saint of pets so we figured um bring your dogs on a leash, run with them in a 5K this year, the fast and the furriest. And then afterwards, our priest, Mia Kano, she will bless all your pets. Bring your cats, your dogs, whatever you got, and um, for the blessing. So it'll be a great event. Uh, we have great sponsors. Afterwards, we'll have breakfast. We'll have, have live music. It'll be a really cool event right right at our church uh, right here in East Longmeadow. And the, uh, the the proceeds to this event are going to a number of different uh, organizations. Tell us about that. Yeah, all the proceeds will go to St. Mark's. And, and from there, we, we work with an awful lot of organizations in our community. We work with the Big Blue Ministry, which combats home. We work with um, Loaves and Fishes. Uh, we work with the we've, we've worked forever uh, with the Open Pantry of Western Massachusetts Church Without Walls, which works with the unhoused to have them a, a, a Sunday worship service down, down in uh, in Springfield. So a, a lot of those ministries we support very strongly on, on a regular basis at St. Mark's, and all the proceeds again they'll go to St. Mark's, and then we'll be able to help help the community that way. I like the 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 idea that you bring uh, <laughs> pets in, involved here. My dog probably would not last. 5k yeah he, he's like a he's like a 1k kind of dog well, he can do that with me then back see he can I, i'm gonna do the one uh the, the one the one mile walk i think but uh yeah and some some dogs i'm sure will will love running 5k uh 
I'm a cat owner myself. My cat will be safe at home. <laughs> you sure? You want to put a cat on a leash? <laughs> I don't think so. He's 14 years old and doesn't go outdoors. So, oh, okay. but uh, people are going to have a lot of fun just out there with with their pets and uh, on a, a on a great weekend for a great cause. And you, and your pastor is going to do the blessing. Of the yeah, pets uh, Mia, uh, the Reverend Mia Cano. She's our, our priest. She's gonna. She loves to bless animals, and she she said that. She, so she wants people to bring their pets. Um, again, whether it's a cat or a dog or a bird or a guinea pig, whatever you got. Um, after the race, she will do a full pet blessing, and uh, and that fits do, in well with the whole feast of Saint of Saint Francis. Do you think the good Reverend could exercise my dog and uh, not get him into the trash can anymore? <laughs> get even, the devil out of yeah, this that dog. would be a blessing yeah, for you. Yeah. I would right. say bring him by on Saturday, and we'll do our best. All right, we'll, now we'll, we'll try it after the event. You have uh, you know ceremonies, awards with live music and everything else. We have award ceremonies. We have uh, breakfast. We have live music. Chris Berry, who's a f- fantastic musician, he's part of our church. He'll be playing. So we've got a, just a, a lot of really uh, great things going on. We've got some good sponsors, um, landscaping that. Fitz, uh, Felix's Auto Repair, New England, Shotokan Karate, so, some really good sponsors who are helping us for this event. So we're, we're just going to have a great day. Now, this is, it starts at uh, eight St. Mark's? At St. Mark's, ends at St. Mark's, 830, uh, One Porter Road in East Longmeadow, uh, next Saturday, October 7th. Awesome. Right. Sounds good. All right, Dan, I'm sorry for calling you the wrong guy. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Appreciate I, you coming I, in today. Yeah, you know, but, you know, with any church, you know, you know, forgive and forget. Yeah, it's forgiveness is really all, all I'll of I'll still it. call you back, so I'll still call you, Steve. Yeah, there you go. That works. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody wants to get involved, what what should they do? St. Mark's M.A. .org. That's our website. Please go there. You can register. It's $30 right now to register for it, um, and you'll get all the information right there. It's the uh, Fast and Furious 5K again, October 7th. St. Mark's Church in East Long Meadow. Uh, Dan, good to see you. Thank you, guys. Best of Thanks luck. Thanks so much. It's uh, just about 8.56 on Rock 102.